right, welcome to the Steve O and Goody podcast. We just want to take an opportunity this real quick to welcome you. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the trials and tribulations of a couple of particularly good looking brothers. Traipsing <laughs> <laughs> around the Australian bush. Too young, very good looking, and tall. Yeah, tall. <laughs> and freakishly tall. <laughs> Americans who are trapped and down and down. And uh, our experiences living over here and hunting here and elsewhere around the world. We're going to get on with that today, so stay tuned. It's the Steve-O and Goody Show, live from... Well, we're not really live. We're not even close to live. In fact, by the time you're hearing this, we may even be dead. (laughs) So we've decided here at Steve-O and Goody's hunting podcast, we're going to tackle a couple of the big issues facing the hunting community, namely being ethics. And since it's a big, broad wide set of topics it we're, gonna, is. we're gonna break it up over a couple of different series and add a little humor a little serious kind of talk a bit of back and forth and i'll probably denigrate jake's mother oh oh, oh there's gonna be mothers getting denigrated all over the show so yeah, if you awesome. hear a pause in the podcast and thumping one of us is getting thumped and one of us is thumping but notwithstanding that because we don't condone violence here on the show Unless it's directed at us, and it's a Friday well, night, we've been drinking, but that's well, a different story. Yeah. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about probably the single biggest ethical kind of discussion, moral discussion, that I think a lot of hunters talk about. And that is the maximum shooting distance, or the issue of shooting distances, right? Whether it's a bow, or a rifle, or a shotgun, Correct. or whatever. Correct. So, we'll jump right into it. Steve's done a bit of reading. It's very impressive for Steve. He's actually been reading. So it's good. So he's, on a, he's on a journey <laughs> to gotta get himself edumacated. Edumacated. So I'll turn over to him as the starting point for this discussion. I, I just feel like we need George W. in here to, talk, to, to, to say some words like edumacation. 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 Yes, that's right. Well, I, I see it, that edumacation. Um, That's the worst George Bush impersonation. It is horrible. Please don't do it. <laughs> anyway. I, do, I do better George Senior actually. Matt, not gonna do it. Uh, who's Dana Carvey? Dana, Dana Carvey? I, I probably do a better impression of Dana Carvey doing an impression. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. That's, like, for, that's for a different. Just like, just like everybody's Sean Connery impression yeah. is actually an impression of Alec Baldwin doing an impression <laughs> of Sean Connery. <laughs> that's right. Things in your head don't react well to bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprisingly impressed. Maybe even a little aroused. Let's move on, Okay. All right. So in the uh, preparation for this particular podcast for doing our distances, ethical distances of shooting, um, we've done a bit of research on this one. So we, we can, we're going to talk a little bit about the ethics of rifle as well as the ethics of, of bow. Now, we are primarily a bow hunting podcast, yeah. but we, we also rifle hunt. Yeah. So we're going to talk about rifle hunting as well. So... What we're going to start with today is we've talked, we've gone through, we've looked at a bunch of stories done by Gun Digest and Rifle Shooter Mag, Outdoor Life. We've actually looked into what the requirements are for Boone and Crockett um, for trophies as well. Do they have a, a, a maximum distance? They don't have a maximum distance. It's just interpretation of how you interpret it. Okay. So they have a they have a huge range of, of rules um, for that. So. Because Boone and Crockett's the, I think, it, what's the other one? Safari Club and then... Pope and Young. Pope and Young. That's the bow hunting one. That's the, yeah, and they've all kind of got weird sets of rules around different things, don't they? Different they do. Categories of what yeah, because I know very specifically, um, Boone and Crockett have a thing that says canned hunts, not considered like you cannot, yeah. you cannot use. A which is hunt. which makes it tough because I principally shoot in the petting zoo, and I, I'm not really sure if that's a canned hunt or not. So. Well, I guess it depends on if you if you uh, if you put a little coin in the slot and get out your your corn. You see, see corn. that's just unethical. Like, you don't, you don't have to. <laughs> I think if you're going to feed the animals at the petting zoo before you shoot them, I think that's just a little unfair. You just let them walk around the, the cage. See, I think, it, I think it's okay because if, if you do that, then after you shoot them, when you package it up on your, on your freezer paper, you can write corn fed. Nice. Free so, range. So, look, for dietary reasons, I'll go with that one. We'll ask our next guest. That's, that's a question we're asking our next guest. That's a question we'll ask the next guest. Is shooting a petting... <laughs> shooting an animal at a petting zoo a camp hunt. <laughs> oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Moving right along. So we're going to start out with rifle. Yeah. Um, there's a lot less argument about rifle distances 
um, yes. overall than there are about bow distances. Yeah. At least, it's, the, at least the argument's not quite as loud. And it's not quite as intense. I think I, I don't hear like hardcore rifle guys get really emotional about it. Whereas I think a lot of bow hunters. I think we're like cricket players. And when I say that, <laughs> well, all right, okay, right. When you talk about cricket, right, you've got, um, it's like these guys are ready to like punch each other out in the stands. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like bow hunters, we're those guys. If we don't agree with you, we're going to punch you out in the stands. Yeah, yeah, we get fairly passionate. Whereas the rifle guys are like, well, I don't think that's very ethical. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, you know yeah. what I mean? And I wonder if that's too, because technically if you look at the range of a projectile when you're shooting with a rifle is so great. Like if you think about, I mean, you're talking hundreds of yards or meters, it, it's kind of hard to get a clear kind of point where intuitively it becomes a problem. So yeah. I, I think a lot of guys would say, a lot of bow hunters would look at, I oh, shoot, if you're shooting past 40, 50 meters, mate, you get a right. gun. Whereas I don't think people feel that strongly if you do 400 to 500. Like if you're shooting out that far, it's almost like an extra hundred meter doesn't mean anything to you, right? Right. Whereas I think with bowers, because the distance is so short, the variable between the two becomes a lot more significant. Anyway, that's that's uh, yeah something to contemplate. So you've um you've been looking at stuff. What's the? I think you had said before that there were kind of two camps for rifle hunting. There's two major camps, and from what I've seen, the farther east you go, the shorter the distance. The farther west you go, the this longer is in America. the distance. In the United States, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. So Australia probably. I don't think the geographical kind of piece does much. Maybe parts of Queensland and New South Wales where you've got yeah. more condensed bush. I think here's so a lot of the issue here is just the the calibers available yeah. as well. So yeah. there's a little less argument on that, I think, because there, there aren't really any real long-range rifles here without real uh, special licenses. No, you can get... Well, it depends on what you mean. Like, so, for example... Um, I know a lot of seven mil guys and that kind of like that. They're they can be pretty. I mean, I, I know one guy who regularly shoots eight nine hundred meters. Now that being said, I mean I I mean I know guys that take. <laughs> matter of fact, I know a guy that took a fox at eight hundred yards. Yeah, that's crazy. Right between the eyes. That's nuts. You that's know, nuts. good shot. Yeah, real good yeah. shot. That's so, what he was aiming. Yeah, but you're right. But compared to the, I think compared to the U.S., it's a limited um, hmm. limited access to different calibers. Although I still think you can get a lot of long range, but I think. Also, too, if you look at where you have maybe... I think cost is a factor here as well. Yeah, that, that's right. And I think also, too, where you'd have longer shots here, you'd have volume hunts versus, you know, trophy hunt, trophy-type hunting as you would in the U.S. So I saw a video of a guy shooting a pronghorn, a speed goat, at like 900 meters, right? But he was out in the middle of nowhere, right? Right. Whereas... Well, that's the argument. The, the guys who, who argue for longer-range shooting... Our guys out west who are out in wide open areas. I've asked a few people. Um, I talked to our our next guest, Josh, okay. uh, from Kansas. He's he's wide open there as well, and he's he's willing to take some longer shots. But I was surprised at how how short his shots were. Considering right both. Okay. But considering his his expertise, because we'll talk about him later. He's 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 a very good shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he takes closer than a lot of guys who are not nearly at his level. But we'll talk to him maybe a little bit more about that when we get him on. So there's two basic camps in the United States for short and long distance for rifle hunting. So if you're on the East Coast, it tends to be shorter distances, people say, basically under 300 yards. Mm-hmm. And then the farther the farther toward Midwest and then out toward the Western states, the longer the ranges get. So where you get out toward the Western states, you have a lot more guys who are saying, I'll take a shout out to, you know, a, th- a thousand yards and i've got some personal feedback on some of these things we've got a couple of um guides who have answered the the, the call mm-hmm. so to speak um yeah, yeah. to answer some of these questions but i'll just tell you what what some of the places that we looked up said so gun digest the article that we read in in there said that it, they say under 400 yards for a rifle shot um rifle shooter mag says it depends on the gun and the shooter mm-hmm. But they don't have a specific condoned or uncondoned range. But they say that if you're going to take longer shots, that you need to have top quality glass. You need to have yep. top quality ammunition. That you need to be shooting all the time. So they said it depends on the uh, the gun and the shooter, which is like we've had the conversation. That's how I feel with archery as well. 
It depends on the shooter. Boone and Crockett, fair chase. We talked about them a little bit. So basically in their ethics guide, there's a, a section that's called fair chase. And it says, the Boone and Crockett Club defines fair chase as the ethical sportsmanlike and lawful pursuit of taking of any free-ranging wild Native American big game animal in a manner that does not give the hunter an improper advantage over such animals. So that's all kind of up to interpretation. And I could I could pick out a whole lot of things, and they're like, well, would you consider eating hunting over a food plot, you know, unethical in that, or would you consider hunting yeah, over a meat pile? Or? And, and, I, and again, if you go to the improper advantage, right. right? So if you think about what advantage an animal has, it's their senses, sight, smell, hearing, mm. their awareness of their environment. If you're sitting 800 meters away, or sorry, 800 yards away, with a weapon that can kill the animal without really giving them the opportunity to really pick you up and to be able to defend against it, right? As opposed to being 50 meters away, where that those senses become a lot more relevant to that animal being able to decide whether it stays or not, right? Yeah. So again, a huge range of interpretation. What, there, do you, I think. what do you think about rifle, ethical rifle, rifle range? I'll, look, I'll, I'll give you my view on my my limit is about 200 meters mm-hmm. and that's just for me a, a couple things one i have the eye hand coordination of a giraffe and quaaludes so for me that's i need like, to spend that's 220 yards yeah 220 yeah, two, yards 250 max yards yeah, yeah. right mm-hmm. um and again so i know my limitations I'm, I'm just not a naturally good shot and i don't have the time i'm sure if i if i spent like every weekend for months and months and months i'd get better and i'd I don't do enough rifle hunting. I'm more bow hunting anyway. Right. And for me, rifle hunting is a bit of a, a side thing, right? I do it on the days when I'm not bow hunting for whatever reason. So I limit it quite down. Um, I think more broadly, if I'm, if I'm kind of expanding that to not really focus on me and my circumstance, I generally would tend to sit in the Eastern US camp in the sense that 300 or less. And for me, it, it's more about what you're trying to experience in the hunt rather than your capability. Because, again, there are Army guys and military guys that can shoot, you know, two kilometers and all that stuff. So I don't have a problem with a, a gun, a projectile killing over a long distance because they can. Of course they can. To me, I just don't understand what joy somebody gets out of shooting something a kilometer away instead of stalking it and get it closer. But that's my personal view, right? Like, that's... If people get their kicks, they get their kicks, and that's fine, right? Right. right. Uh, so that's my my my. View. I generally tend to sit in the three hundred or less for rifles, as a rule. Again, I, I'm I'm sure there could be circumstances I could envisage that would change that. One of them wouldn't be. Oh, uh, I couldn't get any closer. I don't think you know. You and I have had heated discussions about this in the past. I, whenever I hear that, I, I, I the back of my neck kind of stands up because I get kind of cranky about it in the sense right. that. If, if, you, if it doesn't, if you can't get any closer and that's your sole reason for shooting it from a distance that's a bit of a stretch, then you, I, I just, there's just something that just doesn't sit well with me on that. Anyway, so that's mine. What about okay. yours? Where do you well, sit? For me, I think, I think it depends on where I'm hunting. Okay. Um, and I think it, like, like we said about bow hunting as well, I think it depends on my ability at the time. If I haven't picked up a rifle in a year. I'm not going to take a long shot, but if I'm shooting at the range every day for months and months and months, I might take a little bit longer shot. But you know, I guess my 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 thing is if if you can hit the uh, the size of a pie plate every single shot, then you're safe to shoot that distance. Out of how many shots? Hundred, ten, maybe a hundred. How about let's, one? Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I yeah. shot once. <laughs> so like, if you uh, let's let's say you walk out with a hundred bullets, you know, at different ranges. And you shoot, hundred, you shoot 100 at each one, and as long as you hit that pie plate with all 100 bullets, I think that's your safe distance. Okay. That's right. my personal kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's nice. That's a good test. I, I generally would say 90%, because I count 10% of just natural variables, right? Yeah. But I, I agree with the principle that... And then there's always the cold shot. Yeah, and all that shit. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So you, so you get, you get that 10%. But I guess 10%. for me, when you're hunting, it's always a cold shot. Yeah. No, no, fair point. So, so, so that's, a good, that's a good test, actually. So pick, so pick what your distances are, then test yourself out at the range to say, okay, right. I'm going to do 100 at each, you know, whatever I nail, I nail. Yeah. Um, and then if it's 100, the, the, the distance I shoot the 100 at 
and the next distance I don't, that's the cutoff point. Well, on the East Coast, I'd say that my farthest animal with a rifle would be under 200 yards. And that seems to be generally true. I'd say, I, you know, I, I tend to get my rifle shots within boat range. Yeah. I tend to take most of my shots where I'm from in Michigan, um, at, you know, 50 yards, 60 yards. Wow. Do you use rifles there or shotguns with uh, club? Both. Okay. Just depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, I know because some parts of Ohio, there are some can't there are some areas that you have to use shotgun because of it's the a population because of population yeah, or yeah. because my grandpa actually lives in a really small town that doesn't have a lot of population, but there's houses all the way around this mile block yeah, so, so shoot, in that block yeah. you're required to shoot shotgun only yeah which I, I, no problem yeah it doesn't bother me either yeah. so you can use shotgun or you can use a pistol yeah. and so right. when i go hunt on his property i usually take the the 44 yeah 44 super black hawk okay so again so if we think about but so let me just, let me get on to the longer range yeah so, so I was gonna say yeah when i moved out west i found that it was a lot harder to get into the closer ranges because it's wide open mm. um so I started practicing a lot more at longer distances out west, um, and my longest shot on an animal was on a uh, a mule deer forky. So, and two points on each side. Yep. And I think it was three hundred and I think we figured it out to be about three hundred and seventy-five yards, mm. and I just dropped it. Mm. Just let the See, that to me doesn't seem horrendously long. No. You know what I mean? Like I. Again, where I get a bit more problematic is when we're getting six, seven hundred, eight hundred. Like, right. That just you know, doesn't think, seem right. To I think me. when I, you're I shooting distances like that, I, I don't think that's something you can kind of really just teach yourself how to do. I think when you get out to those really long distances, you got to have somebody that knows how to shoot those long distances, kind of teach you the ropes on how to do that. I mean, I'm sure you could teach yourself, but it would take millions of rounds to figure it out. Whereas, you know, if you got somebody sitting next to you who's, you know, maybe a former special forces sniper or something yeah. you know and they can tell you how to you know this is how the wind works and you know yeah, yeah. their courses for sniper training is isn't short yeah yeah <laughs> it's so long they, they kind of put a yeah. bit of time into it and they yeah they yeah. put a lot of rounds down range and so i think that's part of it as well but i think i think i don't think it's anything about confidence i think it's more about comfort when it comes to longer range and you know what? again i come back to this and i, I just kind of can't help but think if you want to challenge yourself on shooting discs i've heard that too uh it's more of a challenge to shoot something at 800 meters or whatever my feeling is then do a target hmm. like like i don't have a problem with that go out put a target 800 yards away and, and shoot away i think and this is where the moral ethical kind of bit becomes more problematic you're shooting into a live animal just stock more Right, like, hmm. I, I can't believe that you can't get down from 800 to 500. Like, right. it, just take your time. And, and, and that's where it all comes back to. And I know that's a moral thing, and I, I'm being a bit judgmental. I accept that. I, I agree with you that I think if you're going to take shots that are longer, get yourself skilled up. Get a coach, get a mate that's good at it, an ex-sniper, whoever, and spend your time doing it right. But, man, I, the other side of me says, you know what? Get off your ass and stock it. Get a little bit. Get to 500 meters. But like, at the same I, time, that's just yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I'm, I'm controversial okay. in that sense. Yeah. But I know um, there's a lot, a lot of guys make the argument about like speed goats because their their senses are pretty keen and they're really hard to get anywhere near. That being said, my friend Dylan in Montana, I have watched him stock up to within 50 yards and take one with a bow. And a lot of guys do. A lot of guys yeah. take them with both. So, of course you can do is it. Is it possible? Sure. But I think I think it's a it's a whole other different set of skills that you got to do. So I think that's kind of the gist of that. And I don't think we're going to talk a whole lot about rifle at the moment. No. I do have some comments from some some pretty good hunters um, that have been out yeah, all over the place. And so some of them, and I've actually got a couple of them that I forgot to get in the show notes. So I'll, I'll run through them. They talk about both. So I think we'll save them for the end so that we can talk about both, like what their thoughts are. And so one of these guys is actually, uh, he's out guiding guys right now. He's been out for weeks. Our, our next guest, Josh from Kansas, um, he actually says that, that his longest shot on an animal was a white-tailed deer with his bow at 35 yards. That's his that's longest 30 shot. 30 meters for Australian. Right. So that's his, long, that's his long shot. Yeah, nice. With a bow, nice. which is good. Um, but he also says that when he went to hunt Alaska... Mm-hmm. He was proficient and prepared to take a shot at a caribou mm-hmm. at 50 yards. 
Okay, so it's 45 meters. Yeah. So he worked to make sure he could do yeah, that. Perfect. Which is fair enough. Um, his longest shot with a rifle was there in Kansas, where he was in wide open country and took a coyote at 550 yards okay. and a whitetail at 650 yards, both only one shot. Okay. Um, that being said, he also says that it's probably isn't fair to compare his distances of comfort this profession yeah. because yeah <clears throat> because he's hunted much more dangerous game in afghanistan it over yeah we're not talking about marco polo shit. yeah <laughs> it, yeah range is close to a thousand yards yeah, yeah. with and, and if his profession is to shoot i mean that's that's a bit different right yeah and and he's not a sniper yeah so it's, that was with an m14 wow that's pretty impressive yeah, which is and impressive. he's probably a naturally good shooter. Yeah, but we'll right? talk we'll talk yeah. a little bit more with Josh about that when we have him on the podcast, which I don't know if it's going to end up in this episode or the next one, but we're actually interviewing him in 40 minutes. So nice. <laughs> we'll be getting on with him. So, all right, so let's talk through some of that more stuff a little bit quickly. So basically, I think with rifle shooting, and I think we can kind of stop at rifle shooting there, is that I think it really depends on where you are, who you are, what kind of equipment you have, practice matters and that if you're not shooting mm. lots and lots of rounds every day down range that you should probably shouldn't be shooting at longer ranges mm. um, and, and to add to that i think it's also the the variable in distances becomes less important with a rifle again if you if you're talking about the difference between 350 and 400 mm. you know what depending on the bullet and the, and the projectile you, you're not talking about a huge change in impact point Really? No, no. Right? So, in that sense, if you're going to stretch yourself, or I hate that term, but if you're going to do something beyond a normal distance that you're comfortable with, so for me, if I'm saying, if I'm at 280, I think, oh, shit, I want to take this shot, and my normal stretch is 250. Put it on the back and go. Yeah. Well, stock, and if for some reason I change my mind that I want to take the shot, I think the variable's so different, you're not talking about a huge issue there, right? Right. I think bow changes all of that, because... The difference between 10 meters bow hunting, depending on what you do, is huge. Mm. Could be huge in terms of how far off you are from your impact point. You know, all the variables come into play, and we can yeah. talk a little bit more. Well, maybe that's that's a good time to maybe go into the, the bow hunting, and that's the bigger argument of ethics anyway, really. Yeah. And I think we should also mention that um, you and I, I think, have had this conversation before that the word ethical is... Yeah. Up it, to it's fraught with danger, and it's and it's and it's up to interpretation, as well. I think not everybody has the same definition for ethical. Yeah. What what Google says may not be your definition. Yeah, and, I, and I think we're also talking the same the same dictionary on Google that changes the uh, definitions of marriage and a bunch of other things. Yeah, that's right. Because it's convenient and politically correct at the time. That's right. That's right. So I think, I think we can't look at definitions and call it that's what it is. No, no. I, I think. Without spending, because we could spend you know two weeks trying to define. I think the key is, what's kind of the best distance? I mean, let's boil it down to what's the max distance we should be shooting at to ensure a quick, clean kill. Right. And then park everything else in terms of the ethics discussion. Right. right? So I think, because there's other variables as well. What heads do you use? How often do you practice? Forget all of that for a moment. Let's assume we're talking about somebody who's practiced enough. You know, they've been to the range. Their bow gear is sighted in. All of those other kind of peripheral ethical questions. Let's just talk now about distance. Yep. And at the risk of being controversial, I'll put it out there. Um, I generally tend to be more critical of people who shoot distances beyond 30, 35 meters. Um, again, for our... Which is up to 40 yards. Up to 40 yards. Um, for, for a very long time, I didn't shoot anything past 20 meters. And I was kind of critical of people who did. And I realize now... I, I think my thinking has evolved quite a bit, but I, I was probably a little a little bullish and a little close-minded at that point in terms of how I viewed it. But for me, I, I tend to think with bows, because they're slower, the projectiles are slower, they're bigger, more prone to variables as you go down range from your shooting point, I think the risk of wounding that animal gets exponentially worse right, the further out you shoot. So if we think about the principle of I want to do everything I reasonably, practically can to kill the animal with one shot, cleanly, humanely, the whole bit, um, what are the things that I have to do to do that? 
One of them is reduce the amount of change in the trajectory of the of the arrow, right? By reducing the distance. So again, that's kind of my starting point. I'm happy to have a you know be challenged on that or whatever. But I think you know my view is also we we bow hunt to stock or to get close to game, either in a stand or in the field. If you want to shoot something at seventy or eighty meters, get a shotgun with a slug. That's the better tool. I disagree with that. But okay, well let's let's have it. I mean, that's matter of fact. I don't. I think seventy or eighty meters. You're kind of reaching close to your outside end of the shotgun. With even oh, shot. that's fine. Yeah, but no, I'm saying if you said, look, I, for whatever reason, I've got to shoot at seventy meters. Get a shotgun. Hmm. Let's look. So anyway, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm I'm sitting at the moment. Right. So. Again, I don't judge anybody. I think we've had this conversation before. Multiple times. <laughs> hate the sin, love the sinner, right? I, I'm, I, my view is I don't want to have a crack at a bow hunter or a hunter because of the distance they shoot. Although I think you risk <clears throat> um, how the support can be portrayed. So again, if you're taking really ridiculous shots in terms of distance and you're wounded animals, how, how landowners view us, how the public views us, all of that stuff becomes... You know a risk but again we're, we're, we're kind of going off the off the path here a little bit but that's kind of my have you ever dreamed of hunting in africa but you thought it was just out beyond your reach red sand safaris is situated in the heart of the bushveld in the lampopo province of south africa with plentiful hunting opportunities in the african bush along with its diverse bird life and natural beauty Red Sands is a must for any adventurous hunter. Red Sands boasts a wide range of game, from the smallest and tiny of Steenbach to the mighty and dangerous Cape Buffalo. At Red Sands Safari, they not only cater for rifle shooters, but they also cater for the bow hunter. So no matter what kind of hunting you're into, they've got you covered. All you need is a spirit of adventure and good aim. Welcome to Red Sands Safaris, where professional hunter and outfitter Neil Becker We'll work with you on a personal level, one-on-one, to make sure that you have the exact hunt that you are looking for. If you're keen on getting this Africa dream going, contact us directly at contact.rssafaris, all one word, at gmail.com. And remember to leave us the country that you're living in so that we can get you out the correct brochure and price list. Is it time to make some dreams happen? I think it is. I'll be out there next year. Will you? So, for me... Where do you sit, my friend? I think I tend to agree with, um, like, Outdoor Life magazine, who says it depends on the shooter, and it depends on the equipment, and depends on a lot of factors. I, I like to think that the amount of experience that I have hunting, taking hundreds of animals with my bow, that I have enough experience to determine where I'm personally, ethically able to shoot an animal which may be farther than some and may be shorter than some. But I like to think that it's been over that many years of experience in the learning process because like my, like we've had the conversation, I think in a previous podcast, my first animal was like 13 or 14 yards with a light poundage bow. And I kind of set, my dad told me the very first time when we hunted that, you know, don't take anything over 20 yards. And if you have to, then let it go or wait for it to come in. Mm. So we were, we were tree stand hunting at the time. So I said within within twenty. So basically, out to this tree you can shoot. Mm. If it's beyond this tree, it needs to come in, or you let it walk. Mm. And that was my very first time shooting. And then after that, he said, you know, kind of make your own decision because I trust you. But I what's still, your limit then? So so put a put a stake in the ground a little bit. Right now, I yeah. think I think very much it depends on where you are, and I think it depends on the animal, and I think it depends on a lot of factors. Why would it depend on the animal? Well, if is I'm it shooting the size, like the size, size, of the is, size of the size of the vitals. Yeah. Is the big thing. So, like when we look at goats, they have their hearts quite small, their lungs are pretty small as well. Um, but then you put them next to a red deer or an elk, elk or yeah. a moose or yeah, something something that's you know got a two foot kill range. Yeah. So that, the variable. So it allows for greater margin of error. It does. Down road. So if I have a bad shot and it right. varies off from the heart, it's more likely to hit lungs as opposed to gut. Right. And 95% of the animals I have taken were within 20 yards. Yeah. Right. And I, because and I, I, prefer a show, I prefer a close shot because it's, there's more, I mean, my percentage is much higher to make sure that I'm quick and done. Um, but the other 5% I've taken beyond 20 and some of them well beyond 20. Um, one of them, my, my farthest one 
was an elk cow, and I took it at about seven, about seventy six yards, which was about seventy, 70 about seventy meters. Yeah. And right in the bread basket, yeah. double long heart done. Um, but I have no issues with that. But um, I think that there are other factors, and I think that you know my ability to read the animal because you know I would never have taken that shot if it was my first one. Um, I, I kind of know and having understand having the understanding of what the animals are going to do, how they react to things, understanding your abilities, understanding the wind, understanding a bunch of different factors. Um, like I would watch out and I could see, you know, I would look at different increments at the grass to make sure that the wind wasn't blowing in one place and not in another. So I think it was a, I don't want to say a guess shot or well-educated guess. I, I want to say that that was strategic mm. and that I was completely ethical in doing that because I ticked all the boxes mm. and everything was good. Incredible. And I took it and it worked out. Um, and what, like I think we said on another podcast, no, we didn't actually because we're not airing that one. Another discussion. Another discussion. Another discussion we had um, was I, I questioned that shot mm. after the fact. I knew that what I did was good, good, morally okay, ethical. And the result was all right. The result was fine. But I did question myself if I would take that shot again. Um, And and I think that's the important bit, right? I'm more concerned about how hunters approach the process rather than necessarily the outcome. Mm -hmm. There was a, I think there was a comment where I think a fairly passionate response from one of our one of our uh, fans about um, why do we care and kind of kind of the, the thrust of his position seems to be it's all up to us we don't care any discussion about this causes a split in the community I, I think the reason why it's important and I agree with that I, I, I don't and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm happy to explain why I think if we're taking a life right I think it's important for us to challenge ourselves on how we do it why we're doing it to be reflective about it Otherwise, my feeling is we become callous to it. And that's just a right. dangerous kind of position. But at the same time, are we challenging ourselves? Oh, yeah. Or are we challenging others? I think we can challenge all of ourselves. And I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, we, I mean I, I'm probably coming off as a bit kind of critical of people. I'm as critical as my, of myself. Like, believe me, man, I, I'm telling you, what and you're I do hearing. Know. I do know. Yeah, like what you're hearing yeah. from me now is, is about a tenth of what goes on in my head when I'm when I'm going through these kind of processes. I don't ever take anything lightly. And so I think it is important. And also, too, as much as I hate to say it, um, I would rather hunters challenge and kind of judge, for lack of a better word, or criticize themselves than to ignore themselves, take a view that I'm going to do whatever I want, who cares, and eventually what will happen, and particularly in Australia, probably more so than the U.S., is the anti-hunters will eventually have a platform by which to shut us down. And that's, again, I think it's much more prevalent in Australia than, than in America. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whenever some knucklehead shoots a kangaroo in a national park with a field tip, right? Right. right that affects all of us much more, you know, definitively than if we all as a, as a hunting community said, hey, you know what? Let's at least, if we're going to go out and do this, let's at least think about the impact not just to the environment and all that hippie crap, but to ourselves. Because to me, every time I have a good ethical kind of debate, discussion with somebody, it really strengthens my position in relation to hunting. Mm-hmm. It, it helps me really firmly embed my position. So again, I, I, with all due respect to the one guy that's kind of provided that view, I respect his view and I, I get what he's coming from. If I was sitting, I mean, he's half a planet away. If I was sitting over a coffee with him, I'd love to have a bit more of a discussion about why I think it is important that we revisit these topics. I think it's dangerous to attack each other, but I don't think it's dangerous to challenge each other respectfully and have civil discourse. Right, and that's basically what he's saying as well. Which maybe you know, I'll just let me just I'll just read his his whole thing. So this is from um, uh, Matt Harsky in Wyoming um, and he said well let me start because I asked him these are these are all my personal friends that I've said hey what is your personal feelings on this and I just wanted to get your idea and so he said hey you know I'm happy for you to use my name because you know I'm, I'm happy to stand up for what I believe in and he said let me start by saying I feel the word ethics is used entirely too much in an age when the number of hunters in the United States is on the decline 
Using ethics to defend a point of view or attack another one only causes division amongst folks who should be sticking together now more than ever. We have become a society who cares way too much about the personal choices of an individual that in no way affects the rest of the group. That's where I'll, as an aside, that's where I would probably debate him a little bit, particularly okay. in the Australian context. Go on. Okay. Uh, what weapon do you use? Who cares? Does it make the person happy and get them into the woods? Perfect. How far do you shoot? Who cares? Is the individual hunting by legal means? Perfect. I choose to be proficient at my craft, which means whether I pick up a bow or a rifle, I know the weapon and its projectiles intimately. I also know the animal I hunt and how they react when shot. Are they calm and unaware at the time of the shot? Have I practiced to the point where my skill and proficiency at that distance on that animal in that situation allows me a high probability of a clean kill? Perfect. And I agree with that 100%. Mm -hmm. Um, I've killed hundreds of big game animals by bow and rifle at every distance from two yards to 800 yards. Who cares? Every one of them was on me. Every release and every squeeze of the trigger was something I alone had to live with. Which I think is a fantastic way to take it. Because he's, regardless of what happened, he didn't, obviously didn't talk about the specifics of, you know, individual kills. If he, if he's done something wrong, he's had to live with that. And I think that's important, right? His sentiment here is kind of sort of what I'm talking about. He's reflecting on it. Exactly. All of those comments, and I disagree with some of them in terms of who cares and why should, you know, notwithstanding what I don't agree with him on, I think his fundamental sentiment was right on. Because I remember when I was young, some of the old guys that I used to hang out with, they'd, they'd hunt whitetail with 22s, and they would only take headshots. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't ruin the meat. Yeah. And, and again, I... I Ethics have evolved since then, right? Our, right. And, I, and I know I'm using the E word, just bear with me. Our view of everything. I mean, I think I was telling you before the podcast, there was a, uh, a bow hunter named Chuck Adams, fairly well-known right. bow hunter. I don't know where he is now. But he talked about when he started, and I'm not sure when that would have been, a lot of the hunters he hunted with would shoot animals in the leg for the femoral artery because because of the... You know, it, it bleeds like a, a stuck pig when you shoot it. Now... There's all kinds of problems taking that shot intentionally, right? I mean, big well, you've seen you've seen like every hunting group. They're always posting the which shot would you take, A, B, or C? Mm, yeah, for the vitals. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? When I was growing up in our bow shot, when I was a kid, we had the vitals chart on the wall. Do you remember? Did you remember? Uh, seeing no, no, no. I know what it is, but yeah. And it has like I've seen photos. It has like ten or twelve different, you know, deer at different angles, right? And it shows all the different kill shots. So you got the Texas heart shot and all these other ones. And these were, if you're going to shoot an animal and they're standing like this, this is where you put the arrow. And you don't see those anymore. Well, because I think the problem becomes, again, and Texas heart shot's a really good example. Having a lot of interesting discussions about it. Yeah, you and I for sure. Yeah. Well, no, and again, anatomically, if you shoot an animal up the ass, it's a great shot. Because you've got very little resistance, it cuts through just about every bloody organ you need, and it's brutally lethal. The problem is it's a low percentage shot. You've got a relatively small target surrounded by meat and bone, Mm -hmm. that if you're off target, because the issue isn't about if you hit it perfectly anywhere and hit him perfectly, right? Shoot him in the eye, if you hit it perfectly, you can kill him. The problem is what happens when you miss. So if you think about when you miss a Texas heart shot, or it's off, you've jabbed it in the back of the leg or the hip and you've wounded it and all the rest of it. So I think getting back to, was it the guy from Wyoming's comments? I also think too... That we'll get him this, on the podcast. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. I think it'd be good. I think the I alone live with it. You know, I challenge that a little bit in a broader sense because if every... I mean, he's clearly a bloke who thinks about it, right? He's clearly right. a bloke that's got a very kind of defined view in his mind of how he's going to approach his sport. Right. But there are people who don't. And the problem is that what we do as a hunting community does get impacted by the, the few bad apples, right? right. So, and again, I, I, I comment more about Australia than the U.S. because I think U.S. is probably a little more protected, even though parts of it I'd argue aren't. Every time a hunter does something bad, right, we all have to take it. Now, should we? No, Right. Particularly, I, I agree. Particularly in Australia, oh, because if a hunter does something wrong here, oh, it is all over, all the, news over the news and everywhere. Oh, oh. because they're trying and, to shut it down here. And the sad thing is, 
even if it's not a real hunter. Like there was a guy, uh, I don't know where, I think it was New South Wales, guy shot a swan, like a big, beautiful white swan with an arrow. It had a field tip on it. And I mean, y- you can imagine the press went bunta on it. Right. Well, we've had we've had plenty of issues right here where we are as well. Not just that, but we've had, um, in, just in recent months, there was the guy who was being arrested and then threw three arrows out of the, like shot three arrows out the window at the cops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and uh, yeah, that, that's they call, and they call that yeah. a crossbow. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, they, they don't know the difference between <laughs> compound bow and long bows. But particularly no with animals, animals, right, I think... I, I think cat. when you shoot cats with, is a big yeah, thing right cats now, is a big well. one, but when you yeah. shoot the swan, because it got a lot of press, and I'm thinking, one, I don't know any hunters that would shoot swans, right? Secondly, if I was going to shoot a big bird, i.e. a turkey, or you know, you got a particular kit that you use, and you know all that stuff. So we get lumped in with all of that, whether a coach or whatever his name is, whether he likes it or not. We are unfortunately, Matt. Matt we are unfortunately in a sport. That gets judged. Whether it should, uh, you know, I agree it shouldn't, but whether it should or shouldn't is irrelevant. So I think, and again, I challenge him on an individual level, right? The reason we should care about the choices of other people in our community is because it affects us. And also, we do that all the time. But I think, I think I agree with you to a point, and I disagree with you to a point. I agree with you that we should be able to challenge each other. Mm-hmm. Um, out of respect and in a respectful, yeah, right? right? Like, absolutely, this is not about a punch up at a bar, right. right? Right. However, I also feel that that shouldn't be done very openly. And when I say very openly, I mean giving antis and and people ammunition to use against us, because that is where I think the larger issue lies. See, Particularly here, because yeah. let me talk about my experience with some forums here. So I'm on this forum. And this is an Australian form, bow hunting form. Yep. I don't remember which one it was. It was a private one, I think. On Facebook or? It was through Facebook, okay. but it was a private page. It was an, an invite only page. Okay. Um, so it was exclusive. It was exclusive. So basically on this forum, they were saying there was a couple of guys who were strongly advocating that if you take a shot over 20 meters, that you're unethical and that, you know, if they find you, they're going to come and kill you and it seems like a mental health issue to me i agree and that's a bit i agree and these are the kind of guys who should be vetted for firearms licenses (laughs) exactly and so anyway so this guy is the the one guy was telling me that oh you know i'm a i'm a hunting guide and i've taken so many guys out on this i'm like really you don't sound like a hunting guide to me yeah yeah that seems like an odd do you remember the names or no no i don't particularly when you're on australian forums it's almost like Somebody will say, well, who, who the hell are you? And so I got to a point after having dealt with a few of these forums for about a week at a time that I said, you know what? I'm sick of having to write down things after the fact. I'm just going to make one long pause and say, before you give me crap, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I've done. And this is where I'm at. And so I felt like, you know what? I need to give my resume. And I said, why do I have to give my resume to answer your stupid question? And it made me upset. And I've never done it since then. I probably will never do it again because it, it even caused more of an issue. I'm like, are you serious? And so basically the argument was you can't take anything over 20 meters. If you do, you're unethical. And, and, and we weren't, we're not talking a disagreement. I mean, these guys were calling me everything under the sun because I said, well, I think if, you, I think if you're well-practiced and you shoot 100 arrows every day, like I do, I, I don't think it's unethical to take a shot over 20 meters, which is, what, 22 yards. Well, I think it's wrong. I think, it's, I think the limit's 19 meters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brutal killer. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. And you know what? So I just, I got pretty upset about it. And, and the whole purpose, the, the gentleman, which I actually like, he used to be a, he used to do, um, I can't think of his name on top of my head, but he, he had a hunting production company, and he was actually filming and selling his hunts here. Okay. in Australia um, nice guy real nice guy but he's like you know what there's ethics is a big problem I'm, you know I don't I'm not doing that production stuff anymore but all of you guys are in this private group because I've invited you and here's a platform for us to have this conversation which if you're gonna I guess if you're gonna do it that way and it's private that, that's one thing but because to your concern about the antis being able to access it access it yeah <laughs> because it should be an internal conversation See, can I just jump in? I, I, 
I hear what you're saying, and I, I understand your position in terms of it's it's sometimes dangerous to air your dirty laundry, yeah. right? Here's here's my only kind of minor rebuttal to that because I generally agree. I, let's keep it in house if we can. I think the problem is um, it's hard to do it. I think the only other thing too is I think the antis are going to more easily exploit the outcome of not having the ethical discussion than the ethical discussion itself. So if we don't have it and we've got guys that are doing dodgy shit in the hunting right. community, they're going to take much more advantage of that. I agree with what you're saying, but I guess I think in my mind, I think it's less of a, hey, we're having this conversation out in the open and more of a, hey, we're going to tell you stuff that you hadn't even thought about to go after us with. Yeah, I, I don't know. We, I think we'll have to part that because I, I, I would much, I can defend the fact that we had a debate because if I was sitting across from an auntie and they were saying, well, you guys are talking, you don't even agree on hunting distances, right. we should, well, wait a minute. Yeah, because we're intelligent enough and thoughtful enough to challenge ourselves as opposed to it's much harder to defend, you know what, you guys don't even challenge each other when you shoot a swan in a national park, right? So let anyway. Me, let me move on to some of the comments that we've got from other people, other hunters. In the US. They're all wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs> They're all wrong. <laughs> but you'll find that they, they vary. And they're so yeah. night and day that I think that that's the reason that we need to have the, this conversation. Yeah. Yes. And I don't, that's, and that's also why I agree with, with Matt that it depends on the situation, depends on the person, depends on a lot of things. But I don't think that's what Matt said. Maybe we're reading the two different things. Maybe. Go on, read the others. Maybe it's because I know Matt personally. Yeah. And, and he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Couldn't I'm resist, actually, buddy. I, I, I'm, I'm not super close to Matt, but I like to think I'm close to Matt. We, we, we talk a bit. Okay. Um, so let, let's go to Justin from Illinois, who, who wrote in and said that for Bo, he personally wouldn't go past 50 or 60 yards. So 45 meters. 45 meters, yeah. Only because I don't have a place to practice farther shots. Same with a gun. He only has 200, he's 250 yards. And again, he doesn't practice too far out. So that's where he, that's where he limits himself. And he's, and I'm, I'm really good friends with Justin and he is probably one of the most disciplined people I've met in my entire life. I kind of, he's one of those guys that you're like, I need to take notes at his discipline because he's amazingly disciplined. But he's wrong. He's wrong in this case. <laughs> and he's, Just kidding, Justin, so he's a Midwest guy. Who normally the Midwest guides are like, hey, I don't take shots past you know thirty, yeah. thirty right. yards. Um, so that's that's you know he he's a, an oddity in that really, um, but he's also a, a target shooter and shoots year round, shoots every day, um, like like myself. And then we're gonna go to the extreme opposite. So then we'll talk about Justin from Texas. Now Justin, funny thing about Justin is you don't you don't know Justin, but um, he was our first like on our podcast. He's the one who loved it and couldn't wait for the next one. So he's right. He's Everything right. he said is right. Everything he said is right. <laughs> Just, so that's right. This goes out to you, buddy. Yep. So max with a bow is 80 yards, mm -hmm. and max with a gun is 800 yards. Wow. I've done a bunch of shooting out to a mile, but probably wouldn't go past 800 on an animal, which is interesting. Yeah. Because he has the same concept of everyone else, but the distance changes per person. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. I guess the thing is, it's interesting. Why would he? Not why. I kind of get what he's saying, but I think it's interesting. So I won't go past eight hundred on a mile, or eight hundred on an animal. And I think that kind of comes back to a point. I think it's worth exploring at some point, not here, but hmm. further down the road is that concept that if you want a shooting challenge, yeah, great. If you want a hunting challenge, that's different, precisely because it's an animal, right? Right. So I'll have a crack at six hundred meters on a target for a rifle. Because the consequences are nil. Hmm. Nothing's going to suffer if I get it wrong, right? right. And I've got a higher likelihood of getting it wrong. So it's interesting. But you're right, though. It's true. The principles are the seem to be the same. What about, um, is it the next one, the, the top of the list here? Um, that one, I'm going to save them for last okay. on purpose. Okay. So this is Connor from Montana, who is currently in, I think, Nebraska. Because right. he's a hunting guide. Mm -hmm. And that's what he does. That's his job pretty much year-round. Okay. Um, he's a hunting guide. And I, I want to say he's a fishing guide too, but I could be wrong on that. I know he's a hunting guide, and that he's he's a great guy. Him and I him and I chat quite a bit. Um, he's got a excellent personality. Um, just just a really down to earth guy who cares yeah. about the land. He cares about the animals. Yeah. 
but he's also got some controversial views about other things as well. So just like everybody. Yeah, yeah imagine that. But let me just read you what he said. Because I asked him very specifically, not only no, everybody else I said, what do you consider uh, too far of a what your maximum distance for bow for ethical shooting and rifle for ethical shooting for Connor. I asked the same question, but I also asked the question, what do you do with clients? And he said, so let me say what he said. He said, I don't let clients shoot over 300 with a rifle unless they want to shoot against me. If I shoot at 200 yards and they shoot at a hundred yards, if their group is tighter than mine, I'll let them. I'm currently five and oh, <laughs> so Nothing over 60 with a bow. Yep. Too many variables to win. And, and that I agree. I, I That's my big point. And so 60, right? that's what, 55 Five meters. 55 meters. Yes. Yeah. So that's... Plus or minus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so he's out... But that but that tells you something, right? I mean, if he's out in Montana or Nebraska and he's stuck in 300, it means that he wants his clients to, to hunt, not shoot. Exactly. Right? So I, I like that. Well, he I wants them to be successful. Yeah. And, and his financial... Kind of well, performance, yeah, yeah. right? Relies on it, so I think yeah. that to me is very, very impressive. I, the the South African guy that I worked for had a fairly strong view on guys being able to shoot. He limited, you know, their distance and stuff, and he his business was entirely, you know, reliant on his clients taking away game. Yeah. So it's a good. Well, I'm I'm actually very keen to talk to um, Neil Becker. Yeah. I think this would be a great topic for him. Yeah, we'll talk to him a little bit. And I have told him a little... I've actually talked to him because he's going to be um, on the podcast after our interview with Josh. Okay. Um, nice. But yeah, so what you and I are doing this afternoon. Mm. Very excited. I'm very excited. can't wait to talk to him. If I remember right, those boys took three blade broadheads. Did they? Okay. Let's see what he what Neil has to I'm say. I'm curious to see what he has to say about it because he's a, I, he lives there and shoots there. Yeah. He's been hunting forever. Oh, look, and, and, and you know, well, he's, he's I mean, it's been there. it's been a few years since I've lived there, notwithstanding the fact that I'm entirely right about on the broadhead topic. Right. Everything. Because two blades are awesome. Two everything blades is the only way to go. Especially, <laughs> but, uh, especially on rabbits. That's, don't get me started. You see, you had to bring fucking rabbits in. How's your mom? Yeah. <laughs> How's your grandpappy do it? Yeah, my grandpappy's good. Um, no, but again, it, it'd be interesting Actually, to see that, uh, his view on the on the three blade heads because that that's an interesting because everybody I've read that I can recall um, just don't play around. Oh, I, they've been less concerned about the three bladed, more about the about the about the mechanical heads. Yeah. So. We'll talk about that with Neil when he comes on. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to wrap this segment of the Ethical Shooting Distance Podcast. So I think we've confirmed the final position is no more than 20 meters and anything beyond that. No more than five meters. Oh, man, you're harsh. You, you can need you go to be, seven and a half? You need to be able to get so close you can take that thing out with a hammer. Yeah, that's the new ethical framework. That's the new ethical framework. And if you don't like it, let me tell you about your mom. Yeah. yeah. You might not recognize her. I shaved her back. Ha, 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 ha.